This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and you're tuning into the pre-match show in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. Joining me this week, as always, to discuss the trip for Ipswich Town to Bolton Wanderers is my good buddy Seb Brown. Seb, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good to be here. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to my short jaunt on on Saturday for my first in the flesh uh, watching of, of McKenna Ball, as, it, as it's known as now. I watched the Wigan game, obviously, on iFollow. I follow Gillingham on the radio, but this will be the first time I've seen it in the flesh, so to speak. So I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Is this your nearest game to your location? In this league, yes, it probably is. Yeah, Tram yeah. obviously the one that was lovely on the doorstep a couple of years ago that we went to in uh, in the January, but they've dropped down. So yeah, Bolton probably probably is. But to be fair, I mean, you can draw a, a, a circle with a compass of an hour radius around Chester, and I can pretty much get to a good four or five kind of uh, kind of game. So I'm I'm very lucky to be up in this part of the world sometimes. And you're out, you're allowed to get you're allowed to cross the border, yeah. That's now allowed, is it? <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, we did a lot of geography on the on the live show last night, so we'll probably leave that one there after we yeah, upset well, Craig. <laughs> I've already ups- I've, I usually upset someone, so um, <laughs> yeah. Let's not rake over our ground. Let's, um, we'll be talking about Bolton. We've got a few exciting little bits and pieces to talk about um, this evening. We will be doing. Um, I've got an ITFC women announcement, and we've got something to direct you towards for the flagship show which will be coming up. Um, and we've got a few bits and pieces of news. We're going we're gonna to go with Football Room 101. But as you kind of joked on the joked. live show midweek, which is still joked. available, it does feel like my patience or my, you know, my motivation to do it is, is waning somewhat because I'm on such a terrible run of form. But you're, also you're, basically, got, you're basically Ipswich from 2019, 2020. You peaked like far too early. You no, got no, really, I, really cocky and you were hunted down slowly. Yeah, yeah. I, but I'm also, what's even worse than that is I'm Marcus Evans. We've kind of reached the COVID break and I'm now trying to come up with a way that I don't lose out on the playoffs. Like, uh, oh yeah, do a, like a mini tournament or something like that. And then <laughs> they get in the playoffs. Yeah, some nonsense like that. I'm, I am exploiting my host's power. But we do have, we've we've been debating a another idea for a feature, which it would be quite nice to try it out give us some time to come up with more Room 101s. And people have been now suggesting them. They've taken pity on me and suggested them to me. Um, and maybe we can regroup and maybe for the last few months, weeks of the season, we'll do it. But if you've got strong feelings about Room 101 and you want to keep it, let us know in the comments or tweet us at Ipswich at Brown SO8. Um, let us know if you want to save Room 101. I'm frankly... I'm tired of it, but we'll give it another go. We'll give it another go. Um, Let's talk about some news. And we are, as we talked about last week, 
Um, in respect of room, my room 101 entry, it is silly season. It is transfer. Um, January transfer window is open. It's been forcibly open. It will slam shut in a few weeks' time. And the I guess the first, the main substantive bit of news, Seb, is Taito Enciala's departure to Fleetwood. Um, looks like it's going to be a permanent move, according to TWTD at the very least. He's out of contract in the summer. Um, we did take up a one-year option on his previous deal um, we earlier did. in the year. Yeah. Um, but this, presumably, for you, uh, comes as no surprise, Seb. No, and it suits all parties, doesn't it? You know, one of the guys watching on the live show last night said he was up on, on Merseyside negotiating a deal, so a little bit further north. And it, it just makes sense for everybody. You know, we need to trim the squad a little bit. We need to free up squad places and free up wage allocations, etc. NCR, I think it's quite clear, is not going to be, you know, the kind of ball-playing centre-back that McKenna's going to want in a back three. So his future is is going to be, you know, very, very limited. He has some good qualities. You know, I guess his, if his career will will kind of be remembered as one of the, the, the her signings that you know went wrong and he used to make so many mistakes and to be fair he sorted all out in the last the last season or so I'd say you know we don't we don't look at him every time he's in a, in a one-on-one thing oh here comes a, a red card or a penalty so he has ironed that out of his game but you know we're, we're looking to move on as a club now the investment's there and we're you know we're signing the likes of George Edmondson and stuff and, and I'm afraid for Toto it just doesn't fit and it's a good move for him he can come back up this way where he's you know he's from originally um, he'll, he'll be playing I'd imagine you know most weeks at Fleetwood so it works out well for him and it gives him that bit of security with his deal with us ending in the summer so it makes sense for all parties and I guess we wish him well and then there's only what Nolan and Jackson of the Hurst signing we don't count Danassian because of his you know his uh, improvement but it's just Jackson and Nolan and I guess of the of the Hurst signings left to move on before that that era is kind of closed off yeah you wouldn't be surprised if they move on as well I mean NCR the trouble with with his spell lives which is as you say you we're going to remember the mistakes I, I remember loft for words QPR fans in writing a match report of the defeat where I think Gherkin flapped one in from a corner and Enciala conceded a penalty. And I think they had a very, I think something about chasing crisp packets or something like that. And that's the trouble is people will forget that he's put in largely dependable performances. Um, But yeah, it's the mistakes, isn't it? And as you say, better quality of centre-back on the ball is what we need. So yeah, no surprises there. And, And the other bit of business, which was definitely talked about on the Wednesday live show which we'll put a link up for in the top right hand corner if you're watching on youtube this kind of uh, situation with christian walton's recall we obviously know that's the situation we now know that brian are gonna uh, have, have activated that and we get an, we get a seven day notice which is a courtesy which um allows him to play against bolton but so you guys were talking about it um as we said it's kind of really critical for us that we get that deal done isn't it it is, but I am, you know, I am worried about it. Not so much for the for the fee, because that won't be so high, given he's only got six months left in his contract. But as we discussed last night, you know, me, Craig, and Ben were saying he's on a Premier League contract. You know, there's numbers mooted around and stuff on social media and on the forums. And if you're paying half of that, then that's going to be up there with our our top earners. So, you know. As, as much as it's important to do a deal, I guess we can't overstretch ourselves with the salary management cap protocol rules in place. And it would be absolutely amazing to keep him. Uh, I guess if there's if there's no interest, could he come back on loan uh, at the end of the window if he doesn't go anywhere else? I don't know. Uh, McKenna does seem a little bit confident today. So, you know, maybe they could look to do something with a, a promotion bonus or a signing on bonus to make up the wage deficit. But, you know, he's been absolutely crucial for us since he joined. Bolton game aside, as we'll come on and talk about Bolton in a minute, but that Bolton debut aside where he conceded five, he's just been so solid at the back and he's one of those players you can hang your hat on and say you know I know I'm going to get a solid 7, 8 out of 10 he's producing really really big saves from us and he will be really really missed if he goes back yeah I think you're right and then maybe McKenna's optimism is related to noises the players making um, about possibly helping us figure something out but obviously he's a lonely we're subject to whatever Brighton want to do about that situation so we keep our fingers crossed in the very least um, he will be in the team I would expect him to start um, against Bolton on the weekend. Um, other bits and pieces of news just to um, whistle through stuff. Um, James Norwood um, has been voted December's PFA Virtue Motors League One Fans Player of the Month. That's a great sponsor there, Virtue Motors, Seb. Um, a good reward for Norwood's form since coming back into the team, though, under John McGreal. We need there's two things kind of we need to say thank you to John McGreal for. One is the three five two, the other is James Norwood's form. 
Yeah, and Kieran Dara, I guess, deserves big credit as well because he came out after and said, didn't he? He said, you know, he was keeping me going when I was in the in the under twenty threes and training with the kids and stuff. So yeah, fully deserved. You know, he's come back in. Was it Wigan the first team he scored against, and then Sunderland, and then the the two in the last two games, and he's just added a different dimension to our attack. You know, I he kind of seems more tactically disciplined, I guess I would say, rather than maybe what we've seen in the past. When he was against Wickham out on that left-hand role, I was quite impressed with him in terms of, you know, what he was doing and the shift he was putting in. And, and you know, if he, if he stays in this kind of rich vein of form, we can only benefit from that. And, it, and it, it is fully deserved because, you know, it was a period when Bond's goals had dried up. Piggott hasn't really settled yet. You know, Jackson gets the odd minute every every five or six games. So to have somebody come in like Norwood, who's proven at this level and, you know, has that kind of... I guess what we call the dark arts and the streetwise nature that you sometimes need at this level. Uh, it's, it's fully deserved for him and, and really, really well done. And he's made us yeah, all eat yeah. humble pie, hasn't he? Because we all kind of assumed he was gone. You know, we had, yeah. we had the, the story saying he was transfer listed and his, he didn't fit in with the hierarchy, et cetera. And then Paul Cook comes out and says, you know, my, my hands are tied, et cetera. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great return for him. Really happy for him. You can, you can think what you want about his off-field uh, antics and stuff. But on the pitch, I think he definitely is an asset. And hopefully he'll stay fit and, and contribute for the second half of the season. Yeah, McKenna's been quite, um, he's given him high praise for his attitude and, and his mindset, which is obviously a positive as well. So if he's going to knuckle down to work, which it seems like he's he's doing, and Kieran Dyer, is, I've, I've, I'm blitzing books at the moment. I've finished the Mariner book and I finished the Kieran Dyer book, having only really started it and then put it down. And Kieran Dyer has, knows what it's like to be at the kind of similar age to Norwood and then have the career kind of taken away from you due to injuries and all that kind of stuff and the attitude you need to look after yourself. And so Dyer's obviously, hopefully, um, given him some of that wisdom that he's gleaned through the unfortunate way that his career ended um, at West Ham and then um, Middlesbrough and so on. So, um, yeah, it's good news there and well-earned and um, good to see that he's getting back in from our support as well um, because that's not always been the case either. Finally, in the news, ICFC women um, looking to bounce back after two games now without a win. Um, they drew with Portsmouth um, last time out, one or draw, goal in each half. Um, but Seb, um, even even you who are you know, you'd class yourself as an armchair ITFC women supporter, wouldn't you? Um, you know that the opposition hands though are um, if you're looking for a win and a boost, yeah. then it's a good time to play them, isn't it? Yeah, played 10, haven't won a single game all season. Are they zero points right at the bottom of the league? And isn't their goal difference in the minus 40s or something? Minus 45, yeah. Yeah, so a, a great chance for them to get back on track. Um, obviously, you know, the the Oxford result and the Portsmouth result uh, dripped away a little bit after that fantastic win away at Southampton. Um, so this is a real chance for them to really get back on form and look to build momentum for the second half of the season. And it's all building, isn't it, to that, that Southampton game in is it April, I assume. It's second from last yeah. game of the season, isn't it? So everything is building to there and, and, and you know, get yourself along to the gold star on on Sunday, I'm sure you'll detail what all the various ticket options and stuff are. Get yourselves down there, and um, I'm hoping to make my ITFC women debut. That sounds wrong. Viewing debut. You're not going to play. Uh, no, no. View, viewing debut. Uh, hopefully, the next couple of weeks or so. Grand. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I mean, we're a survivor for an adult, and any under 16s accompanied by an adult getting free. Otherwise, True Blue. Kieran's obviously mentioned that a few times. He's been on. Um, go on the website and check that out. But you can make a five pound donation, and and you get. Um, free entry to all the all the home matches, um, so that's definitely worth doing that. Um, also worth mentioning, we'll have some bits and pieces on our um, socials on Friday. So this comes out on Friday, so it should be out depending when you listen to this, unless you're an early riser. And hello to the early risers um, listening first thing. Um, but we have another sponsorship arrangement to announce later on today, or already today, depending. Where, oh, I need to stop that. Um, we're obviously um, very proud to sponsor, uh, sponsor Abby Lafayette. Um, who we've spoken to that interview is available on the uh, on our on our podcast feed and our YouTube feed, and we are doing another sponsorship. But this time, um, rather than it be the podcast, um, I put a tweet out and asked for um, any one of our um, subscribers or followers, um, and a group um, of about ten are all contributing. Blue Monday will then make up the difference um, for the sponsorship and we'll kind of do it as a Friends of Blue Monday sponsorship arrangement. So really excited about that, really proud of the people involved and we'll give we'll give them their credit and their names as much as we can. Um, and if it's something that you're interested in joining in, I know that we didn't make a big song and dance bit because I think we probably just wanted to test the concept with a view to do something next season. 
if that's the kind of thing you're interested in, then um, let me know um, at It's Rich or Blue Monday ITFC at gmail.com. Um, and we'll happily consider in that. We haven't really figured out what. Um, but Theo and um, Bennyworth ITFC, we need to give him a massive um, pat on the back. He's, uh, I think he's um, Academy Sponsorship Manager. I think that's his job title, but he do- does lots of different things. Um, has found a really um, good plan for us, a good package for us, um, as well as obviously the perk of sponsoring a player, which is great. Um, and hopefully we'll get to speak to her in a few weeks' time. Um, but yeah, he's, Theo's been really helpful in, in trying to make something work for us. So anyway. More details on the sponsorship coming up. And if you want to get involved in whatever we do next season, um, let me know. Um, there we go. I'm trying to find a segue into Saturday, but I can't. So I'm just going to make our little ooey ooey noise. And it's a team that we always like to talk about, Seb. I've got the, you know, the 99, well, I guess it's the 97-99 away shirt here, the Marcus Stewart yeah. double. And then I've got the got five the... nil from the first season down in this season. I think Norwood got two, Jackson got two. But to be fair, it was against their children, wasn't it? Is it? I yeah, don't I want to so. call you out on this. Is this the that's first one the, down, isn't it? That's the seventeen eighteen. Oh yeah, it's Marcus Evans. Oh yeah. Uh, I was going for the memorable Joe Garner one all draw. It was a uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've made a bit of an error there, haven't oh, I? Oh man, of all the people to take take you I on. I know. I've picked the, the wrong shirts. person here to uh, to try and take on football shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. Mar- I mean, yeah of course, it's Marcus mag- Evans sponsorship. Yeah, it'll be sorry. The, um, the thin the the ma- magical Vegas second shirt. Is yeah, you're right. Where it's with... blended into the color and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I've gone for yeah, the memorable one all draw. Not in, in January 2018 <laughs> when Joe Garner scored in the last minute. Yeah, that's that's the one I went for. Yeah. Up there with your Marcus Stewart double shirt. Yeah, same. Different <laughs> shirts for different needs. Um, you mentioned five goals. I mean, it's worth us um, pausing and reflecting back on a very chastening, I think that's probably the word I used at the time, afternoon against Bolton back in September. Um, that really... That was real, uh, we've been down in League One for three seasons now and that feels like a low ebb that was a particularly bad day out it did kind of regroup and refocus and we wanted that little bit of a rally under cook um but as for bolton seb they kind of had a bit of a you know upward momentum at that point and ian everett we'll talk about him shortly was maybe suggesting they're the best team in the division maybe they were briefly because of late They've really fallen away, haven't they? But extenuating circumstances. They have, yeah. Obviously, we quite often see this, don't we? Newly promoted sides kind of start really, really strongly. Then over time, they will naturally fall away. And that's kind of what's happened to them. Obviously, they absolutely battered us 5-2. It was the uh, Walton and Edmondson debut game. And it was the game where Vincent Young got hooked really early on. He got booked, didn't he, really early? Yeah, and then he gave away a penalty. Um, and then everyone thought he might get sent off. So he was hooked for Dynasty. And that kind of sort of summed up his season at that, at that stage. And I think that was the first game where I think I was starting to think that maybe this isn't going to work under, under Paul Cook a little bit as you say we did refocus I think it was the week later we went and beat Lincoln or maybe two weeks later I think it was so we did look to focus but the, but they have that was the, the peak of their season they have very very much fallen away they're currently sitting 18th in the league with 26 points played 24 games won seven drawn five and lost 12 scored 30 goals and conceded 37 recent form isn't good at all they've lost four and drawn one of their last five games they were hit massively with um, uh, postponements over the Christmas period so their game against Wickham on Tuesday night or was it Wednesday and Tuesday night uh, was the first game they've played at home in six weeks. Um, so they've got a lot of players sort of out rusty and not up to fully match speed. So it's, it's quite a good time to be playing them in honesty because they've only won twice since the start of October. They were at home to Crew and at home to Doncaster, both at the... Um, I don't know what it's called now. Is it still called the University of Bolton Stadium or is it the... I think it is. Yep. Yeah, I, I know it is the Reebok, so I'll probably refer to it as the Reebok throughout this. But um, yeah, only won twice there. I only won two games since the start of October, so they are in a really, really bad run of form. Obviously, we're absolutely buzzing with what's happened in our last two games, so they are really, really there for the taking. Yeah, and there's lots of things that chime with Gillingham and the chat we were having last week. You know, the, the COVID situation, the injuries... Um, but also the you know the, the lack there's a bit of a, lu- a lack of luck they've been unlucky I think quite a lot of the time as well obviously we're we're playing away so their home form is important talk to us about the home form Seb because also not a great story there 
No, 16th in the league with 16 points. Played 11 games at home, won four, drawn four and lost three. Uh, so not as bad as their away form. Uh, scored 16 goals and uh, conceded 17. Uh, and like I say, before that Wickham loss, they hadn't played at home for six weeks. They lost 2-0 uh, against Wickham on Tuesday night. They had a, the lion's share of possession, which I guess against Wickham you're going to expect, aren't you? They had 57% possession, seven corners, 15 shots, but only three on target, although they did hit the woodwork. Um, we'll come on to their, their striking options later because they've had a, quite a few changes at the top end of the pitch um so it, it just struck me as a game where you know i guess we, we know what wickham play like and i guess you could sort of see how that was going to play out in terms of the the long balls forward and bolton just just couldn't cope with it despite dominating the play and having more efforts on goal yeah and no, i think they're, they're guilty of conceding set pieces quite a lot bolton as well um the individual mistakes i think crop in crop up quite a lot for them um ian Everett, very briefly we talked obviously a lot of these teams now we're talking about for the second time yeah but just very briefly on Ian Everett, where he's been in, um, yeah, how well, he's he, getting he, on. He got the job, didn't he, by doing that outstanding work at Barrow. He won the National League with Barrow in 2000 and, what did it been, 2019, 20? So he took them over uh, in the same league when Barrow went up to League Two and Bolton obviously came down. And that's when he took over. And he he did really, really well in his, in his first season there. Barrow were kind of mid-table in the National League. And then suddenly they won the league that the COVID sort of curtailed season. So he did really, really well. And that's how he got the Bolton job, ultimately. Uh, he's been there since July 2020. So he's had the one season down in League Two, winning the league. And then obviously this, this half season so far at League One level he's played 83 136 drawn 16 and lost 31 which works out at 1.49 points per game but also that's very heavily weighted to the promotion winning season versus their struggles this year yeah um and we're saying he was a former player of paul cook um and definitely used some of his understanding of paul cook's tactics to exploit us in that fight to um defeat earlier in the year um in terms of what to expect from them i mean You've got some stats here, and I've been looking into them as well. I mean, um, the goal scored is not great, but they create a lot of chances. They've, on average, fourteen, just over fourteen shots per game, is is the fourth best in the league at the moment. But only a, a fraction of those are on target, and a lot of them are outside the area. So it seems to me that, you know, I think they've got a, a fairly their xG isn't too bad. But I think it's just the quality of the chances that they're creating. I think they shoot a lot from range. And I, and, and I think, yeah, um, of that 14 that I mentioned, nearly six are from outside the area. It, I just think there's possibly some, maybe there's some desperation there. Yeah. Um, and reliance on midfielders, perhaps, rather than strikers to get the goal. I mean, yeah, what's very, very, there? very much so. Like I say, we'll come on to the attacking options they've had. You know, people have come in and people have gone out and stuff. They've scored six of their uh, 100, they had 136 efforts on goal from outside the box and only scored six of them. So like you said, they let, absolutely love having a shot from range, but the, the conversion rate is very, very low. And like you say, it does kind of smell of a side that, you know, gets to the final third and starts to panic and just ends up just, you know, having a, having a, a thwack at goal and, and, and just not, not, not getting the, uh, the rewards. Because they are a possession-based team of 58% on average. I was surprised how high that was. Yeah, I was surprised how high that was. And their accuracy accuracy as well. Yeah, decent 78.87% accuracy as well. So you've known that second to only MK Dons, who we've seen in the flesh, you know, absolutely love to dominate the ball and really look to move it around the pitch. So I was surprised that was was so, so high. I guess you could sum up as a side that sort of, you know, keep possession in their half, look to to break, certainly down down the right-hand side, but then struggle when it goes into the final third. Yeah, and I was I was chatting to a I was doing a a League One playoff scramble live broadcasty thing with um, Gab Sutton who um, does a lot of EFL coverage on online, and they had a um, MK Don span on, and he was saying MK Don struggle with the low block, and and it wouldn't surprise me if Bolton are similar as in lots of possession, lots of sideways passing, allowing oppositions just to sit, get their shape, and just stifle them. And it was similar to if you ever do you remember. Roy Hodgson's England. Yeah. Very similar in that you'd have a lot of the ball. The opposition would just stick 10 players behind um, and just clog up the the back, you know, the, the defensive third. And they hadn't got a clue how to get in there. And you're kind of looking at the personnel in the Bolton team. And there is a lit, there is, I wouldn't class as anyone in there who can pick a pass who can thread a pass in there nor a striker who is getting on the end of a three ball so they can't break teams so it is as you say it's possession based or it's a quick counter-attack if they can or it's a shot from range so clearly maybe some dysfunction there on their attacking outlet in terms of the defense um not great story there either 
Uh, 37 goals conceded, which works out one and a half per game. Only clipped four clean sheets all season. So 24 games, only four clean sheets. So this is a side that very, very much concedes goals. Uh, a good chunk of their goals are conceded on the counter-attack, uh, four of them, which is the second highest in the in the division. And they've conceded more goals at home than away. And they've played two games more at the Reebok as well. Or the, sorry, the University of Bolton Stadium. You can call they've it the played, Reebok. They're the Reebok. They've played two games more at the Reebok. So yeah, this is a game where we should very, very much be certainly getting chances and hopefully taking them and, and again you, you say they, they flood people forward to try break teams down with possession and then it would just take a couple of passes and they're you know they're caught up the field up the field aren't they you kind of imagine that's going to be a problem for them there not great in the air either um areas one on average is 15 and that's second worst in the division low on interceptions as well on average seven interceptions per game it's the, it's the fourth third worst in the league it's there's just some really telling stats there that yeah. at this level as well, you think are important, you know, um, chances created in and around the 18 yard box, um, clean sheets, interceptions, um, headers, you know, look at Wickham as kind of the antithesis of what this Bolton team is about and look at the league table, I, I guess. Um, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In terms of how they're set up, we, we, I think you've noted here it's, it's a 4-2-3-1 most of the time. I think they've dabbled with a, a back three, but it's it's mostly a four at the back. Um, and it wouldn't surprise us because, as we said... School of Paul it, Cook. <laughs> school of Paul Cook. Um, yeah. four, four bits of transfer business, though, Seb. Yeah, they've done. They've been quite busy in January so far, haven't they? So they've signed a guy called James Trafford this morning. He's quite highly rated from the Manchester City Academy. He's a goalkeeper, quite highly rated. They've had Joel Dixon start all all games, I think, bar one this season. Uh, and I think it's Remy Matthews, I want to say, is the backup choice. So he's come in to add some competition in the, in the goalkeeping uh, front. And they signed this guy called Aaron Morley from Rochdale, who's very, very highly rated, apparently. So he's popped across from from uh, Rochdale to, to Bolton. He's uh, sort of a number eight, so uh, you know, a, a central midfield player. Uh, one goal, two assists in 21 starts for Rochdale. But I guess they'll be looking to him to kind of add that quality in midfield and hopefully in the final third, you know, make the killer pre-assist or the killer, you know, the killer through balls and stuff to really sort of feed the strikers and the wide player. Um, he's joined on a three and a half year deal, which obviously is a, a decent length of contract for this division. So they must really see something in him um, that going forward they can obviously look to look to exploit. Dion Charles has come in from Accrington. Uh, he's the guy that had the contract dispute. Do you remember? We Black did the action preview. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did the contract dispute. I think he played Played one or two games for Accrington. I made a couple of appearances for them, but not played since September until he started against Wickham the other night. And they signed a guy called Marlon Fossey on loan from Fulham. Their, their regular right back, Gethin Jones, had a really bad injury for the last couple of months. His, the game against Wickham on Tuesday night was his first appearance after that injury. So they've had a bit of competition there as well. So no, certainly been very, very busy so far in January. 
and maybe a bid in for another player as well, probably a striker for reasons that we'll explain shortly. So you mentioned Joel Dixon um, in goal. You mentioned right back will be likely getting Jones if he's It depends fits. if he can play, yeah, if he can play two games in quick succession. If he can't, Marlon Fossey will obviously come straight in. The centre-backs will be Ricardo Santos. He's made 21 appearances so far this season. And then a, a younger guy called Will Amerson has played the nine appearances. Oh, is that my first dodgy pronunciation of the evening? Amerson? Amerson? I, I think it's Amerson, but anyway. Okay. What did I say? Amerson, all right. Will yeah. Amerson has made nine appearances, started the last couple of games, so he might well get a start as well. And then Declan John, the left-back, four assists in 18 appearances. Uh, he's a player who likes to kind of get forward a little bit as well and try and contribute in the final third. Yeah, I'm just trying to say, I'm trying to audit my own pronunciation now of Ameson. I think it is Ameson, but no, yeah, we'll Ameson. We'll go with that. Um, and certainly um, Declan John, yeah, that, those assists are important from that left-back position. A few bits and pieces of cover. cover. Um, Alex Baptiste is possibly the name that people might recognise there. Um, and then into midfield, Seb? Yeah, Jordan Williams is the 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 cold skews of the side. He's the defensive screen. Doesn't really like to get forward much above the above the halfway line. He'll very much sit there and look to make the the simple kind of short pass. He's got no goals, two assists in twenty appearances. So he'll be the the deep lying defensive option. And then Kieran Lee uh, is the other central midfield option. Three goals and four assists in twenty appearances. So he's maybe potentially one to look out for. But surely Aaron Morley will will come in or either you know make a make his debut or certainly come off the bench. I would imagine. Yeah, it might be that he... So George Thompson, you've got listed kind of here as well, has played two. It might be that he comes in... Um, Aaron Morley is number 10, perhaps. I think he can play... Yeah, or you could look to push as well. But. You could push Lee forward as well, couldn't you, you instead? Because Thompson plays in the number 10 role, given the injuries they've had and a couple of departures they've had, but he's only got one goal and no assist in eight appearances. So, you know, he's, 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 he's not really made that position his own so far. The big, the big injury is a guy called Josh Sheehan. He had four goals and one assist, but in November he had an ACL, so he's out for the, for the season. So the injuries are kind of a running theme for Bolton. It ties in with their... They sort of plummet down the table. You know, they've lost a lot, a lot of players. They lost Elias Kachunga uh, for 12 weeks. Um, I think that was this week or a couple of weeks ago. I think he dropped down from Huddersfield. I'm sure he's played in the Premier League at one point. So, you know, a bit of quality there. Who's, who's a bad injury? Uh, Lloyd Isgrove, I think, is another one that's injured. Bit of experience at this kind of level. So they, they are really, really suffering from injuries. Sarkovic left as well. Yeah, he was one at Stockport. That was a strange one, wasn't it? That was, yeah, the National League obviously can sign people after the the Football League window closes. And yeah, that was very much out of the blue because he was their captain and he, you know, he captained them to the League Two title, made decent contributions. And and suddenly, I I know Stockport have got, you know, bit of money and they're spending big but that was a that was a very strange kind of transfer at the time and I looked into it and I, I couldn't really see much about why it happened but I guess he's a he's a big big loss because he was the number 10 he kind of played in that number 10 role and really made it his own in the promotion winning season last year yeah well, Josh Sheehan as you mentioned it, it to me is, is the big loss there I, I mentioned the lack of a player that can thread a, a through ball he's certainly that player um, and had a really good performance at Portman Road in the season as well. So you can you can see how that's had an impact. I mean, the wide players, um, one name we have to mention, unfortunately. Dapo Afalan, yeah. He tore us to pieces. Afalan, yeah. Afalan. Did he score twice against us? Yes. Yeah, so he's got seven goals for the season, one assist in 23 games. He plays down the left. Uh, he's very much the danger man. And, and it's a guy called Amadou Bakayoko uh, on the on the right-hand side. You're smiling. Have I done it again? Bakayoko. There you go. Bakayoko on the right-hand side. He's obviously coming because Kachunga's been injured. So he's only made 11 appearances so far this season. Two goals, one assist. So they like to try and get forward from wide positions. Um, but Afalayan is, is the one to watch out for, as, as we already know, having seen what he did to us in September. Yeah, he was my um, player to watch, wasn't he? When I was starting oh, of course, to yeah. curse, curse players with greatness. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Nathan Delfonso is there. He's kind of, he's, he's a wide player or a striker. He's, he's cover there. But I think that the, the lack of strength in depth or the quality options in reserve is, is an issue there. Obviously, Kachunga's absence is a big one. But if they lost F-Line as well, they'd be in trouble. Um, and up front, I mean, the big departure here as well, Seb. It's a surprise, isn't it? Owen Doyle, you know, he was, I remember he was, was he on loan at Bradford from Swindon or Swindon from Bradford and scored tons and tons of goals. Bolton obviously made him their marquee signing last year when they were down in uh, winning the League Two title. He did well for them. And, and this year, he, he's, he played fairly regularly. He's played 21 appearances, scored five goals, but he's left the club to go to St. Patrick's uh, Athletic back in Ireland. So I don't know if it's a, a homesickness kind of thing or the chance to, you know, maybe fulfill a childhood dream 
and move back to you know his country of birth. I don't I don't know, but it seemed a very strange transfer to allow to happen. They brought Dion Charles in, but you know he's like I said earlier, not played since September, and he really is their only kind of forward option at the moment. I guess you alluded earlier they might have a bid in for somebody, but that's definitely an area of the squad they're going to have to look to to strengthen because Doyle is a big a big loss, very experienced um, both at this sort of level and at League Two level, and he was actually crucial to the way they played. So another really surprising transfer. Yeah, I'm reading on a, about this Doyle transfer. I mean, Bolton put a brave face on it and kind of said, "Oh, it was, it was a, you know, it's a good move for all parties." He's obviously 33, so he's yeah. he's getting on a bit. And it was kind of um, he wanted to finish his career back home in Ireland, which I guess makes sense. Um, but surely you don't do it mid-season, you know? Surely yeah, you let it ride out until the summer and then have a parting of the ways when he's hopefully, you know, if he's got a one in four rate so far this season, then you could be looking at another three or four goals between now and the end of the season, and that could be crucial to them. You know, they're, they're sort of throwing all their hope on on Dion Charles at this point. And he, he, they said as well that he's going to act as their official scout in Ireland. So there you okay. go. So he's he's got a job there with them scouting players. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Dion Charles. I think he's slightly that he'll keep his place in the team because otherwise... There's nobody else really. They're up front. Oh. The up front is very, very limited. I think Delfonso could slot in there potentially, maybe, if they got really desperate. But but Charles will certainly... It's, it's certainly his shirt to lose at the moment unless they go out and sign somebody else. Yep. So... Um, definitely some things to be positive about in respect of the the form they're in, some of the issues with personnel. Um, we kind of talked about our form last week and I'm always a little bit apprehensive. Um, I'm always kind of, I don't want to predict. I mean, we predicted wins both of us last week, I think, but I only went for a one nil. I'm slightly apprehensive that there's a run of defeats at home. And to me, that has to end at some point. But how is your confidence levels and what's your thinking of lineups? Re- really confident, given given how we're going in. You know, I I, I think it'll be a three-one. Personally, what? I think we might concede, but the attacking options we've got in the side and the way you had them playing against Gillingham leaves us with no fear whatsoever. I'm guessing in terms of a lineup. Would you change anything? You know, presuming every everyone's still fit, Walton will probably make his last appearance before they have to try and make it permanent or send him back, etc. But the rest of the team at the moment kind of picks itself, doesn't it? I guess the bench options might be upgraded a little bit if Harper or Edwards is recovered fully from COVID. They might make an appearance back on the bench in place of the likes of Jackson, maybe. Um, but but certainly, I wouldn't be looking to really change change much at all, if anything. No, and a confident 3-1 prediction as well. I will go Very for... So. I'm going to go for a draw. Really? I just think that there's a point where such bad form has to end. I want to be, I really do want to be hopeful. I And, and maybe I'm playing in the kind of contrarian. I quite like to be proved wrong. I'll take one for the team. I'll predict a draw so we win rather okay. than predict a draw and then we don't win or something like that. I predict a win, we won't win. So that's my role here. You can be confident. We'll I'm confident. I, I think we're very much in the in the midst of a new manager oh, bounce. So nothing I to be fearful to, of either. Um, no, I expect this to sounds like well McKenna's ex- has done his preparation as well, which is always um, encouraging too. Um, you've got a very interesting fact of the week, so let's have that. Is that going to make an appearance next season as well, or are we going to get rid of this oh, feature yeah, yeah. and that video? Well, it's up to you, really, because you're the one who has to find a fact. <laughs> yeah, I might start repeating. No one listens anyway, so I'll just start repeating every <laughs> single week. Uh, Bolton were one of the founding, original 12 founding members of the Football League in 1888. It was very much a, a Northwestern slash West Midlands kind of league. There were no Southern clubs involved in it whatsoever. It was the likes of Burns. Burnley were in it, Notts County, Bolton. Um, they Villa. were the kind of ones that, Villa, yeah, they were the ones that went out and, uh, and created it. And they've won the FA Cup four times in their history, not since the 50s, uh, but they've never won the top league title which i thought was quite interesting there you go interesting it is yeah um there it is fact of the week i kind of feel like i need to bookend it with the music <laughs> do love that music um let's do some um, bits and pieces of housekeeping um housekeeping um worth mentioning as always um we appreciate um, the support um, of our partners at the Greyhound. Um, if you are looking for a venue in Ipswich on a match day or a non-match day, as it might be this weekend, then do head down to the Greyhound and say hello to the lovely team down there and have a Adnams 
and some lovely food. And obviously, home match finally next week. So do head, head down there. We'll be bigging them up for a pre-match venue um, before Accrington next week. Um, and as always, all the details and bits and pieces um, to find out what's going on, um, bluemondayitfc.co.uk. Um, I will be back and Seb will be back um, for the flagship show on um, Monday morning will go out. We'll record it Sunday night. Um, and I think Craig is joining Craig. us because he's yeah, making the trip as well, isn't he? Craig is venturing north of the wall as well, yeah. Wow. Are you guys meeting up? I didn't think he got out of Essex, but... <laughs> he gets out of Essex, I get out of Wales for the day. Are you guys meeting up? No plans to at the moment, but I'll flick him a text when I arrive oh, and see what, yeah. what pub he's into or whatever. What bit of the... Is, I'm trying to remember Bolton. It's State. a retail it's, park. It's surrounded by Frankie Benny's and Tesco's. Yeah, yeah. It's just off the is motorway. It? So it's okay. very much surrounded. There's a couple of pubs, I think. I was looking on the um, Away Days football website thing. There's a couple of pubs uh, not too not too far away. So I'll park up at the retail park and I'll, uh, yeah, flick up text and, uh, and go and find him. There you go. Well, and if you bump into Seb, do say hello. He always likes to meet the general public. Um, and um, in terms of bits and pieces for the flagship show, we will be talking about Craig has um, has got um, an exciting um, interview. We teased it um, on our Twitter earlier, um, but we'll give you more information on Sunday. And it's fair to say, Seb, an Ipswich Town legend. Without doubt, yeah, absolutely. Don't want to give anything away, but yeah, absolute, absolute legend. So more on that on the flagship show as well. And that interview, the first part of it, will will actually be out um, relatively shortly after the flagship as well. So keep a lookout on that. It's a two-parter as well. So plenty more information on that. Keep your eye on the flagship and keep your eye on Blue Monday, itfc.co.uk. Um, now on to my favourite bit of the show. And it goes without saying that I'm in a mod about Room 101. Here's the league table. There we don't we don't care about that. No, anymore. come on, give let's there give the is. people what they want. There it is. Look at it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Although Craig made a good point last night on the uh, on the Q and A show, he is still technically the overall winner. Yeah, I mean, you're tied with Mikey now, aren't you? All right. I mean, well, I'm yeah. just pointing out. You know, it's, it's, I kind of. I mean, I'm trying to recall what what other competitive event is decided on points per game and what the other what other sport has that as a COVID metric that football, matters? yeah it's, it's, it doesn't matter I've, I've, I've got you face it you got too big for your boots you tried to get rid of throw-ins and ever since then it's been slowly going down it has it has been and i've got and, I, and i'm not particularly confident this week either um who do you want to go first or second i'll go second this week okay um so uh, uh which of the three that i'm not massively sure about should i go with um, I am going to go, and I and and I haven't fallen into this trap, but I kind of did dangle this out there in case I wanted to rely on it. Um, the over reliance on adjectives like legend and amazing to describe players who are not particularly legendary or amazing. Uh, it's possibly a criticism of just general language in 2022. But I think a lot of the time, and and I can understand certainly younger supporters of Ipswich certainly lacking legends that they know. Um, but is there really a legend at Ipswich Town since, but you know Burley's team in oh one oh one oh two? I was going to maybe maybe not, but you know the the Burley era. Is there a legend since, since the likes Marcus of Jim Gilton, Matt Holland, Jimmy? Yeah. I would I say they I, are. I wouldn't they are legends. But even <laughs> even then, are they legends in comparison to BT Mariner, Muran, <laughs> Tyson, Walk? You know, so I, I can I guess I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I think I think it's a language thing. Maybe it's a bit desperate, but I quite like the idea that legends have statues. Yeah, for, it should be reserved, what? shouldn't it, for the the best of the best? And it's the best of the best, exactly right. That's what a legend is to me. Um, an excellent player, don't get me wrong, should be. Um, lauded and should be thanked and we should be massively grateful but to p call them a legend let's let's put legends up on a pedestal literally and let's talk to everyone else in glowing it's terms like an, an icon or something they're a, a cult hero or yeah. they were the best they were the best player of that era do you know what i mean but it's got to be robson era for me and i think even now we're suggesting earlier there's not many yeah it's tenuous no, so yeah. legends are legends not anything else there you go. 
Fair enough. Yeah, good shout. I, I have to say, I, I do kind of agree with that one. It's one of those ones where things just get banded around really easily, don't they? And they kind of they kind of stick, and they're not always not always applicable. And we've agreed we've got a legend on the pod next week as well. So, oh yeah, without doubt, he's a legend. Uh, right, I'm going this week for the absolutely crap ITV and BBC live picks for the FA Cup third round. So we had eight, I think, games. In, no, sorry, yeah, eight games. I think we're on in total. Swindon versus Man City was absolutely fine. But then after that, you start to look at it, and they did like Hull against Everton, Millwall against Palace, West Ham against Leeds, which is a run-of-the-mill Premier League fixture, and then topped it off on the Monday night with Man United against Villa. The Forest-Arsenal game was was very, very good, but that's the kind of thing you want to see in the FA Cup third round. I understand we live in a world of ratings and commercial revenue for advertising rates, that kind of thing, and that's why these kind of sides get chosen. But, you know, I, I also appreciate I'm looking at this with the benefit of hindsight, and no one knew that Cambridge would to go to St James's Park and beat Newcastle one nil, but that would have been a great game to have to have live, you know, on one of the uh, on one of the, the channels. Boreham Wood against AFC Wimbledon again, hindsight. Boreham Wood won, but again, that had the potential maybe for an upset, and that's what the FA Cup is all about. Luton against Harrogate, you know, a lot of goals scored in that game. Was it Barnsley five, Barrow four? You yeah, know, there were some really really amazing games in the third round, and all we get was the dross that you can pretty much watch. Well, you can watch Man United Villa twice a season on normal Sky. You can watch uh, Leeds against West stam twice and it just struck me as I, I know we're in a world of commercialism and, and and that kind of thing but to me that should be a bit of a tradition and the the, the broadcasters should certainly look to pick the uh, maybe think without their commercial hats on which i know will never happen um and for me go for the ones which will interest fans the most and are more in keeping with the traditions of the third round yeah i agree i agree the man united villa tie i, I you're spot on there a really lazy pick, but as, yeah. you, as you rightly say, and also it's, you know, it's you're never going to get the full strength size either, are you? You know, you know that if, if Man United are going to play Villa, it's going to be a mixture of the reserves and a couple of first teamers, maybe looking to get back to full fitness. So you're not even getting the the same kind of lineups that you would get in the regular Premier League meeting between the two. But you're not even guaranteed goals in that game. No. Is that proved one nil? You know, I know there's a lot of vi. Was it actually a relatively entertaining game? But as you say, the idea that I can see. I can see Man United Aston Villa on the, in the on the telly most if I've got a Sky or a BT subscription is yeah. a pretty common fixture, isn't it? So I yeah I, I I it needs to it seems to me that you should try to allocate the non-league teams or the minnows against just out of default because that's you want the money to be yeah it helps them shared exactly. around. You should yeah. actually and if a Premier League team is playing another Premier League team or even a Championship team, I kind of think you should exempt them from being shown on telly unless it's a really, you know if, if it was for example man city against liverpool i could understand why that kind of proper headline well, game would be one of the slots that's fair enough but but some of the game, you know, the games they picked were were rubbish and you know it's really unfair on the likes of cambridge Wood. yeah they won they beat reading 2-1 so that would have been yeah. a great shout again i appreciate with hindsight all these you know based on results that actually occurred but you know it would have been great for a weekend of non non should we say non-normal kind of you know live matches it would have been great for a change and there were some real shocks in there and it would have really helped out the the clubs i mean i, I was really when i was looking at the the, the the fa website for the 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 matches that were picked there was a caveat at the bottom saying they got 85 grand or something for uh for appearing on, on live telling me what is 85 grand to man united absolutely pointless absolutely nothing you know it's probably half of ronaldo's wages for two days uh that could make a big difference though to the likes of cambridge boreham wood etc you know kidderminster and like you said that, that that's what should be done i believe did you um have you seen this uh, a bit of a tangent here have you um seen this viral clip that went out last week i think it was um barnsley barrow um the guy i think it was a i haven't i forgot about this and didn't haven't made any notes about it so i don't don't know the names i think the barrow guy took a really long warm-up and run up for a free kick Oh the yeah, Barnsley guy yeah. was filming it randomly, and the guy said, "Oh, I think he's effing Ronaldo," and then he just he st- <laughs> top strides up and <laughs> smashes it in. Yeah, and he, and he goes, "Yeah, that was great." You know, imagine that being on the telly. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Or the likes of, you know, the, the Newcastle, you know, Cambridge winning one at St. James's Park. You know, St. James's Park was full. They had all the optimism of the takeover and Kieran Trippier's debut and Cambridge go there. Ironside scores. Jack Lancaster has a goal disallowed. Yeah, that'd been a great game to have live, but I guess it is what it is. It's just, it's yeah. just, just sad. Cynical. Yeah, it's, it's a rare one where I think we agree with each other. So um, well done us. Um, but you guys get to decide. Um, so we'll put the poll out on Twitter um, accompanying um, the links for the show. And you can vote for Seb. And then this week, 
uh, this time next week we will be doing another feature um but if you are uh, yeah um if you have you if you have any other feedback on room 101 do let us know but it is on its it is on its last legs at least we'll, have, we'll give it a break we need a but, break we need a break so things can happen in the real world of football i can, and we can come back and talk to them because i kind of figured that there'd be something happening every single week and we'd be spoiled for choice but it turns out that the same kind it's of thing over and over again <laughs> Here's a real chore trying to find something. So I think we've got the same list, haven't we? We've, we've got the same website going blog. down the list. It's like, yeah, a hundred things I hate about modern football, and we're both kind of trying not to pick the same ones. So, yeah, yeah maybe time for a bit of a breather. We'll look at our uh, bringing in the new feature, maybe start to revisit it in the spring, eh? Yeah, so for maybe one of the last few times, at least for a while, here's the theme music once more. That is your lot, Seb, as always. Thank you for your research, your insight, and along with many others on Saturday, safe journey up to Bolton. And if you are listening to this right now on your way to Bolton, safe travels, bring us back three points. And you'll be back along with Craig um, to talk about the match on um, the flagship show, which will be out on Monday morning. Um, And we will do our usual post-match questions or observations tweet. So do respond to that. Um, and as, as we said already on flagship show, we will be talking about um, the legendary guest, um, our two-part interview that Craig has conducted. Um, and uh, and I think that's probably about it, Seb. We also need to give a shout out to our fr- good friends at the Greyhound. Um, kindly support us on this show here um, and do get down to the Greyhound whenever you can. And um, hopefully it won't be too long before the both of us are down at the Greyhound again, having a pre-match ghost ship. So there you are. And bluemondayitfc.co.uk for all the details on what's going on in the pod. Um, Seb, I will um, hand over to you for the final word. Like you say, safe, safe journey to everyone travelling up there. Let's keep the McKenna New Bounce going and come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.